Welcome to the Side Dogs Podcast. I thought you were going to say what's up, Ding Dongs, for a second. I'm never going to say it, Corey. Never. You could. You could I give in I don't want to. I don't like it. I'm, so, I'm sorry to hear that. I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, anyway, what's up, Ding Dongs? We don't talk about tasty snack cakes on this show. We take about we talk <laughs> about cinemas. Uh, we do talk about cinemas, uh, and we, we don't talk about Bruno either. It's a song. Remember the song everybody oh listened God. to in like, from the up. movie? Shut the up, song. shut up, shut we up. We don't talk about Bruno. Oh, oh. We talk about cinema. We talk about cinema, not the film Encanto. At least not right now. Okay. Uh, this is not off to a good start, everyone. <laughs> it really, it isn't ding-dongs off to a good start. Let's wrap this intro up and get to talking about, I don't know what we do anymore. Movies. Movies. So now it's time for a segment of the podcast called Phone a Friend, where we do just that. Phone a friend. Hello. McBroBro. That you? Hi. Hello. Hi. It's Rachel and Corey calling hey. you to see what you've been watching. Hi. Hi. Well, um, okay. So this one, I think you might like it. Um, it's Ooh. been referenced many times on here, but. Um, and I've seen it before, but this was a rewatch. Oh, good. Um, from many, many years ago. Um, I watched The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I didn't know um, where you were going. I really, I didn't know where you were going. I don't know that I ever would have guessed. And, uh, and then you went, you went there. I mean, this, I there. this is Blake Lively. This is my girl, Rory. So. Well, exactly. Exactly. It's got all your, all your gals in it. We got some Amber, some America. That's um, true. We- <laughs> we uh well you know we talked about Blake so recently what with her shark movie yeah so right. it kind of you know and I think during that conversation um this came up and so yeah it just kind of was one of those nights I was like well you know we haven't seen this in you know many many years so why not why not give it a go and I will tell you I cried like four times Oh wow! Was that from nostalgia, yeah. or was that because of the traveling I don't pants? Know. I think it was. Like, um, I'm like a sucker for sensitive young women finding their path in life or something. I don't know. I just feel like I was so oh, about it. Oh, man. Lisa, we're going to have oh. to... I wish we could find a pair of magic jeans that we could all look <laughs> right. equally good in and then pass okay, them well, so, around like, and write, write on them. They get looking real, real shabby, these jeans. Raggedy, right? Okay, so I have so many questions about these jeans. So, like, <laughs> all right. I... Okay, well, I will say this. So, this is really embarrassing. All right, in... When we... Okay, this movie came out, I think, like, I was in college sometime. Yeah. And so... My high school, like a couple of my high school BFFs, we all went to different colleges, but we wound up seeing this together. Maybe it was, you know, over the summer or something, but we all saw it together and we had decided that we, we should do this too. It was very inspired, you know? So, but obviously. Wait, can I, can I pause you real quick? I just, I have to ask, and I don't, I don't think that they're podcast listeners, but maybe they are, but is this the group of, of young women that you recently did stuff with and somebody sent a shirt that said, I'm the, I'm the. I'm the bossy no, one. I'm, this is not. Oh, no, no, no. This okay. is not my normie friend. No, okay, I got you. No. Okay. This is this is um, Mary Eleanor and Shelley. You oh, know them. They're I know cool. them. They're, cool. they're very cool. I can't. Yeah, that's. Very cool. I mean, also interesting. I, I mean, we were just inspired. Clearly, I was moved by the movie in '05 or whenever, and I've been moved by the movie again 20 years later. But there's a um, real, there's also an incredibly thin one in the bunch here. So I would love to fit into. <laughs> well, no, no. Here's what we did then. Because that was my same comment in the movie. I was like, the magic of these jeans is like elastane or something. Like there's no actual magic. Like this is some stretchy jeans or something going on here. But um, no, what we did is we had found this vintage wrap skirt at the thrift store. 
And we okay. were like, oh, this, I think maybe one of us had just recently found it. And then we went and saw this movie and they were like, oh my gosh, we should, we should send each other the wrap skirt because we were kind of playing it. Yeah. A lot more normally. Like, oh, what would actually really fit all of us? Cause yeah, right. yeah Mary Ellen. Let's be real. Something. Let's be real for a second. Not for just sure. stretch so, jeans, but a wrap around skirt, please. Right. And then, um, it lasted literally one mailing. Like there was like <laughs> one mailing. And no. We, like, like somebody, I don't even remember now, but I was like, one of us sent us sent it to one of the other of us's, and then that was the end of the line. Like we clearly had zero stamina. We were very motivated when we left the theater, and then yeah, then uh, never happened again. It so faded. It's it very dorky. I don't know if I ever told anybody our um, failed attempt at sisterhood of the traveling rap skirt, but um, <laughs> you know, we were young women in young college or whatever age. We were inspired, but um, yeah, we, we clearly didn't have the uh, the stamina to keep it going, but. Um, but yeah, we didn't, so the jeans thing, yeah, like, first of all, okay, I did notice this shot. So, okay, well, they're trying on the jeans. Okay, I, they were in, a couple of them were in the dressing room, you know, and yeah. then there's a scene, once they all start trying them on, they're like, whoa, these things are, oh, these are fitting all. They're specifically now, all of a sudden, just trying these on. It was Blake and America were the last two to try them on, and they just tried them on in the store, which was crazy. I was like, why are they just in the store, in their drawers, you know what I mean? Right. But... What I think, so I noticed this, I specifically observed this, that they had an un, like, unbroken shot. I mean, I'm sure it was movie magic, but you know what I mean? Where Blake takes them off, hand, she has them on, she takes them off, she hands them oh. to America, who then puts them fully on. And I think the reason they wanted them out in the store at this point is to, and just, like, you know, so they could get the shot to say, look, these are magic jeans. Look, they went from her to oh, her. Oh, I got you. Okay, so there's yeah, no editing yeah. in the shot. It's it's not really there a long, no it's editing. not a long take necessarily, but it is an unedited shot of the pants being passed. Being magic. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Mm. So, um, in yeah, case so we were in disbelief, easy. just in case we were in disbelief, Corey, mm-hmm. they, mm-hmm. they removed the magic of editing to allow us to <laughs> suspend our disbelief even further and understand that this is the same pair of pants. I got exactly. you. Exactly. You know, you. and one thing, too, that I was curious about from this rewatch, like, when you see the poster, which, oh, the font is very horrible, by the way, but, and the, the credits, the font is too much. It's very, very early 2000s, but um, I was curious how the bottom of the jean would look, because I was thinking, okay, this, when this came out, this, we were in flare bootcut territory, That's you right. know, this is pre- skinny jean or, you know, straight leg or what have you. Now it feels like they're all over the board. You can wear anything and there's those, you know, boxy zoomer pants. Like everything goes these days. But at the time, everything was flared or bootcut. So I was curious what it was going to be like. And then sure enough, bootcut city. Oh, I could have I, mean, I could have told you that. This is, yeah. bo- I could have told you by looking at the font that this was well, bootcut. Well, for sure, for sure. But, you know, they cut it off on the poster, which I thought was a wise choice because it almost, sort of the, even though the font's bad, the pants don't really age on the poster because they're the bottom is cut off and the top is just really classic blue jean vibe. Right. But in right. the movie, yeah, for sure. It's very early 2000s. Like, you know, you, you see the whole thing. Um, lots of little peasant tops. You know, you know the drill. I but, definitely um, know the drill. And, you know, they, they didn't age except when they mailed them to one another over and over and over again over, not over just over in over part over. one but in part deuce as well okay so that's the thing i haven't seen that one i want to see that one um now i want to actually do okay a, well do spoiler a, alert the pants continue to travel <laughs> <laughs> um you know and that's the thing they said they were gonna only keep them a week and then mail them and i just feel like that's not very long but yeah. maybe a week is a really long time to an 18 year old you know what i mean like maybe there's 
that's longer for them because they're younger. I don't know. It just felt like a lot of hassling over to the the UPS or the FedEx or the DHL and and um, you know some of the cases Alexis escape. So anyway, I just felt like a little bit impractical, but you know, it's magic and young love, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, we so, we can let it go. Yeah, those boot cuts. So there's nothing magic happening in a boot cut gene, right? <laughs> And, you know, it's funny I feel like somebody wants movies. to argue with me, and then they stop, and they're like, "Never mind, you're right about that." I have never felt more adrift during a conversation <laughs> on this podcast than I do right now because I haven't seen this movie, and I've I'm only barely aware of like some of the fashion concepts uh, we're discussing. Corey, you, you went down with the boot cut, man. I, you know, it's 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 not something that I currently. Um, use in, in my fashion and not something I, I did then. But don't either. you teach high schoolers? Yeah, but I don't look at them. No, <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. He doesn't look, look at their... <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. As far as I'm concerned, they don't have them. I mean, I'm sure they do. They, they're human children, but, but no. Oh, man. Well, I will say the Zoomers today, they will wear any kind of pants. Like, you know, they're doing a lot of the 90s stuff because they weren't around for it. But then they will just wear the strangest shape of pants ever. Like, they are really going for it. Corey, I'd be willing to bet there is at least a pair of boot cut in your classroom this year. All right. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure you're right. I'm sure you're right. I wouldn't even know how to go about identifying Imagine that. a boot. <laughs> okay. And then a... And then a <laughs> And then and, a pant that is cut to right. accommodate the to boot. To accommodate the boot. Got yeah. it. Got and it. And sometimes, it listen, yeah, here's what I, and Lisa, Lisa knows I hate this. Lisa knows I hate this. When that mm-hmm. little, when the little tiny front of a boot just barely pokes <laughs> out the front of the jeans, it drives me freaking crazy. That's a fashion <laughs> faux pas in Rachel's it's book. In my book, but other people seem to embrace and love this little tiny triangle that comes out of the front of a jean. You know, and the thing is, too, when your jean is that long, then you're going to get some soakage <laughs> if it's raining out. <laughs> I hate that. Especially, I mean, how tall is Blake Lively? 50 feet? <laughs> yes, exactly. There's not even just size difference. There's height difference. There's so many variables. There's so many so, things. Yeah, I mean, like, I, when that's... America's wearing them, they're going to be they're gonna be getting the soak. That's real. Yeah, for sure. She maybe has to roll them. I don't remember any rolling, though, in the movie. So, it's hard to roll yeah. a boot cut. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so I mean, there was more to this movie than just the jeans, obviously. But Corey, I just but, need you um, to know we could do this all day I, I and all night. I'm confident of it. I'm confident <laughs> Honestly, of it. Honestly, this would be, I think this would be a better YouTube channel because we could pull up <laughs> examples and um, it would be really good to find some good tiny little boot, boot toe tips poking out, you know, so maybe everybody a YouTube channel we need hold to make. your traveling pants for the future <laughs> vodcast edition the patreon page we're gonna i think people would pay for this content lisa the <laughs> patreon page that is the sisterhood of the traveling pants two hour long gene cut gene discussion. Analysis. we so, come uh-huh. up with like a new spinoff podcast <laughs> every week we need to put our money where our mouth is <laughs> yeah we need to start actually making some of these right um but, yeah, I mean, you know, after the jeans, then really it's, it's all of their personal stories. I, you know, I won't get into them all, but then you got, you know, you got a whole Blake Lively's got the dead mom, daddy issues storyline, trying to, you know, get bone so she could prove she was well-adjusted and find love that maybe she was lacking from dad. Or that's the theory, I guess. Um, and then she, spoiler alert, does, but then her heart is still lonely, and then she turns out she needs to, you know, like, 
talk to her dad and make some amends and find some love through her family. You know how that goes. And then, um, let's see, I will say America's dad, that was such a dick move. He had a whole secret second family and was <sighs> just expecting her to be in the wedding. Like, that is rude. Nasty. Nasty. And that was um, Bradley Whitford, which I have to look him up. You know, he's in everything all the time. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. And um, his new wife, a fan fave, Nancy Travis. Oh. Well, certainly a, an actress. <laughs> I don't know if I'd call her a fan fave. <laughs> She's got some fans like out there for sure. For sure. sure. Um, but yeah, you know, so they, you know, lots of family drama there. Both of those stories, I mean, I, I was like, oh, I'm moved. I am moved. And then, I mean, come on, don't even start with me with Amber. Her character made a young cancer friend, and she made documentary films, and her friend helped, and oh my gosh, like, wow, wow, wow. Um, and then I would say, yeah, the most funnest one would be Alexis's story was kind of, you know, Romeo and Juliet vibes. She met that hot Greek dude um, visiting home from university, and their grandfathers were, like, frenemies or maybe just enemies at this point. And um, apparently there was, like, I don't know if you remember this, because I definitely didn't remember this, but uh, there was, like, a really bad batch of seafood that one of their grandfathers yep. had made, and it affected, like, the whole town. There was sort of a mass poisoning, and so <laughs> that sort of was <laughs> the divide in the families. Like, they feuded from then on, like, you poisoned me with your seafood or something. Let's picture so, the writer's um, room for a second. <laughs> Let's just stop and picture the writer's room. What could create this terrible Greek feud? Bad seafood. Sure. Bad seafood. I think that's logical. I think that makes a lot of sense. That's very logical. That would happen, perhaps. You know? <laughs> um, but you know what? Their love finds a way. It so does. It, it, it does. overcomes <laughs> the family um, food poisoning drama. So it was, I thought it was pretty fun because there was, you know, all these four different stories and everybody's interweaving and doing different things, but they're all staying connected and, you know, that I love that. So I'm a total you know, target demographic for this movie. And, um, yeah, so it checked a lot of boxes for me. And I definitely, like, I think, yeah, I really did think I cried in, like, every one of them, um, like, you know, climax of the store. I was like, oh, my gosh, again? So, yeah, I was, I was moved by the pants. <laughs> you need to get into uh, the second, the sequel, the second I know. Version. I actually really have been meaning to have been Part busy, two. So that's on my list. That's, like, probably one of the next ones I watch. So I can't I wait it, um, to hear what you think. I hope it ages well. You know, and what's funny is, here's the thing, you know, if they did it now, like I said, if they did a third one, for example, they could probably get away with using the same pants, because, you know, like we said, there's boot cuts, there's, there's you know, boxy things, there's skinny things, all the things that are going on at these these days, but if they had done this even maybe, you know, 10 years ago, it was wall-to-wall skinny jeans, and they would have looked quite strange in the boot cut, you know, maybe that's why they didn't make This was a, a good time for it. Yet. Because, yeah, because everybody's like, well, we wouldn't be able to use the same jeans because they're out of fashion. But now, now it's been so much longer and things have cycled even Cycle yet again back. that maybe they can make one now with those same old boot cuts. You know, and they could even comment like, these are back in style. So I'm just pitching some things. Well, I want you to know, Lisa, that I just I don't have a good reason or a good excuse for this. But I have not so long ago searched, will there be a Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants Part 3? <laughs> And yeah. there, there are talks. There are talks. <gasps> really? So, no way. So oh it could gosh. happen okay, well, for they us. Better, they better strike while the flares are hot because once these <laughs> things fade out again, um, they're going to be out of luck. It's going to be. Maybe I they'll bet cut that's them off been until... said. That's part of the pitch. <laughs> yeah. We need to strike while the flares are still hot. Hell, that could be the tagline. <laughs> it's basically writing itself. 
Uh-huh, exactly. So, yeah, um, I would I would definitely, well, I've got to see the second one, obviously, but I cannot wait for the third one. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty pumped about that little rumor you got there. Well, I can't wait to hear once you've seen it. And I feel like that could be, oh, I don't know, sometime soon, perhaps, because you seem inspired. <laughs> so <laughs> looking forward to hearing what you think. Eh, let's lower your expectations a little bit. Not that okay. they were up I mean, to the roof on the part one. But true, I, take, true, them, true. take them down even further. Down even further. <laughs> okay, but will I still cry repeatedly? It's possible. It's okay, possible. Good. I mean, yeah, surely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, thank you for this. The, this oh, you're welcome. This and film I'm gets more play. We're out of the loop on this one. Hey, um, it happens from time to time. This yeah, came out in, well, the, in the window where I was uh, not going to go see a uh, uh, coming-of-age movie about teenage girls being a pretentious yeah. teenager myself. The best part is Corey would actually like this film. I'm sure I would. I, I don't know that I I'm going to rush all, to watch they it. They do really but. good. There's, it's very, yeah, I love it. Heartwarming. There's lots of things. I, like, I think that's the thing. The four different stories. You don't just get bored with one. I think that's the thing. You pile a lot in there, and you all have different things going on and thread them together. So, yeah, it keeps you engaged. So, um, would recommend. Part two is a little more inner turmoil. Ooh. Oh, my goodness. There's oh, some stuff. God, I can't wait. There's some stuff. Well, go watch it, Lisa. Go watch it right now. <laughs> um, actually, I think you're on your way to cha- to take a look at the photo booth there at Third Man Records in Nashville. Right? I am. Yeah. Tell Are Jack White we said hey. I will. <laughs> All right, dude. Talk to you later. Okie dokie. Bye. 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 Just nothing. Had nothing. Nothing. Got nothing for us. Got nothing. <laughs> nothing about pants. Nothing about traveling pants. Couldn't even, couldn't even bring nothing the Blake about Lively. sisterhoods of traveling pants. Sidewalk home video. Man, sit your ass down. Sidewalk home video. All right. Oh, boy, you're going to love this one. Okay. I said something on a previous podcast that you weren't here to hear, and mm. I want to let you know okay. that while I was watching Gilmore Girls, as I do, sure, they visited the Stars Hollow video store. Ooh. And in the Stars Hollow video store, I was able to get some screenshots. Whoa. Okay. So did they populate this video store with actual VHS They did. Tapes? Oh our, pro- our production designer on Gilmore Girls, even though this would have been post-VHS era, did the did just absolutely sprinkle VHS all over the damn room. God and bless I, I'm them. so happy for that. So I have screenshotted, I have zoomed in. I am going to have a bit of fodder for a while uh, of VHS <laughs> tapes that are indeed on the shelves at the Stars Hollow video store in Gilmore Girls. And a lot of the spines are difficult to read. So it's not as much, it's not exactly a treasure ship, if you will. Sure. But it is, uh, there's a, a good bit to go through. And so the last one was. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it later because we've already talked about it on the podcast, but I think you're going to be jaw dropped at it. But this particular film that I zoomed in on today, first I zoomed in on a film that just said Texas. Uh-huh. And when I went to go look for what film that might be, boy, are there a lot of options. So I didn't feel comfortable going with one. Was this like a James Mishner adaptation? I don't know. It just said Texas. Texas. On the so I skipped it. And I went over a few VHS spines over to land on Birdie. 
from the 1984. Alan Parker movie? The Alan Parker film. With Matthew Modine and Nicolas Cage. You're, Sir Nicolas Cage. You're familiar with this. Have you seen it? I've never seen it. It's on my watch list because okay. I've been reading this book about Nicolas Cage's career, as I will do. You watch Gilmore so Girls. I read books about Nicolas Cage. Don't say it yet because I know what you're probably well, anxious to say. I, I, um, it sounds – this movie sounds – Fascinating. So let me give everybody, because here's what we do on Sidewalk Home Video, is we talk a little bit about the film. Uh-huh. I hope to watch a clip or a trailer. And then we say, we, we're going to say at the end, we wreck or we don't wreck, you go and, and pick this one up, right? And so just wait one second. Okay. Just wait one second. Because here is the, again, directed by Alan Parker, starring Matthew Modine, Nicolas Cage, John Harkins. Is that right? I assume yeah, so. That's sure. It. And so here's the synopsis. And this synopsis was was submitted by a by a watcher and not by the studio. So bear with me. And I have edited it a bit, but I, <laughs> I wanted to leave the I wanted to leave the essence of it there. Philly boys, Al and Bertie, became friends in high school despite the extreme difference in their personalities. Al, a popular and athletic extrovert, Bertie, the antisocial weird introvert. They have both completed their service of duty in Vietnam. That's where I went, wait, what? I, yeah. thought, I thought we were headed a different direction. No, but okay. no, no, no. So they've been to Nam. They've now returned to the U.S. Al has major injuries and has had major, major reconstructive facial surgery. Uh-huh. And Bertie went MIA for about a month. And now he's back and he doesn't speak. Hasn't spoken is in some kind of comatose state if you, sounds like and so al travels to the institution where birdie is being held to see if he can help get our dude out of this comatose state yep and al tries to do what he can with the tools that he has from their previous days their pre-nom days and, uh, but has to then of course confront and deal with his own mental health issues from the war and the tagline gotta love it uh-huh is a soaring experience unlike anything you've ever seen. Yeah. Oof, sorry about that one. So what I'm getting at here and what I think you're anxious to talk about, uh-huh. and maybe I'm wrong, is that I kind of got to the end of this and I thought, I'm halfway thumb this way and halfway thumb that way because, boy, I don't I don't ever clamor to see a nom film. But but Nicolas Cage, or young Nick, Matthew Modine, that's a that's a maybe, but I'm not sure. And then I read this fun fact, uh-huh. which I know you're you're you know. Nicolas Cage had two teeth removed without anesthetic yep. for this role. Yep. Okay. And my favorite part about that isn't just that Nicolas Cage had two teeth removed. Gotta love that dedication. No, you gotta... But why do it without anything? He just was such a badass that he had to be like, and I'm not gonna take any medicine or do anything, just pull these teeth. It's all about getting in the character's mindset Shit. and feeling the pain that the character feels, and I don't know. Well, I that's mean, a thumbs up for me. Sure. Okay, the toothless Nicolas Cage, that's a thumbs Young up. Young Nick Cage gimmickry, like eating cockroaches for vampires right. kiss and whatever. I am all about all of it. Okay, so can you guess who's Al and who's Birdie? <sighs> I forgot, actually. I, I think yeah. I think Cage is Al, right? Nicholas Cage is Al. Yeah, Cage is yeah. Al, Matthew Modine's Birdie. Al, the popular athletic extrovert. That's right. I, I really like Matthew Man. Modine as an actor, too. I, I think He's a that's bit worth... of a poor man's. Uh, Bill Pullman. I think I think he's more interesting right. than Bill Pullman. Well, mm. Bill Pullman's great. I don't mean to slight Bill Pullman, but but Modine has this weird sort of interiority. Uh, that's that's why I think he works so well in Full Metal Jacket, and why he would not have worked well in Top Gun, gotcha. which he was almost you know supposed yeah, yeah, to be. Yeah. 
Well, let me tell you one more quick fact about this, and that is that the unknown at the time, Danny Glover was scheduled to make a small little bit, uh-huh. have a bit role in this thing, and, and flubbed his line so much that he got fired. Oh, come on, Danny. That's kind of a fun one. But thumbs up, because I didn't even need to go watch clip. I didn't even need to go watch trailer. I got to writing this, and I thought, once I learned about those teeth... Girl, that's a thumbs up. Yeah, I really want to see this movie again. It's on the watch list, and Alan Parker has had such a—I mean, he in his life he's passed now, but he had such a wild career. Lots of ups, lots of downs, lots of big swings. Like, I mean, my man directed Bugsy Malone. So yeah. talk about a big whatever. Swing. <sighs> Go rent it at your local Stars Hollow. I video. wish I could. Well, thank you so much for listening to Side Talks Podcast, where we are your own personal cinematic Zayn Malik and Yolanda Hadid. Sure. Get ready. Buckle yourself in. Somebody punched somebody. Somebody punched somebody's mom. It's better than that. You're getting close. Okay. Getting close. So we know Zayn Malik dated Gigi Hadid. Sure. We all know this. We all know this. On again, off again, kind of romance. When one of the these point, kids, I know, right? But but here's the thing: babies having babies. Because at one point when they were on again, they there was a baby conceived. Mm-mm. That that sometimes happens. Yeah, you I don't watch need to explain that. that to you, right? So there there's a baby, and so about a year after this baby happens, Zane is charged with four criminal offenses of harassment after a fight with Gigi's mom Yolanda. Uh huh. And according to documents, Zane called Yolanda a fucking Dutch slut. Whoa. <laughs> Oh, I shouldn't laugh, but I don't know. There's something about the word Dutch that I just... Um, <laughs> that's the that's word that made you laugh? I mean, it's just a very whatever. That's a um, three-word That's a three word sentence, and that's yeah. the only word that is like uh, acceptable to use in, yeah. in, in public. He shoved her into a dresser, causing mental anguish and some physical pain. Oh, no. And he was also charged with harassing Gigi after letting her know on the telephone this statement, which is kind of my favorite for a number of reasons but strap on some fucking balls and defend your partner against your fucking mother in my house whoa and i think the thing is that i like about this comment or maybe don't like is that the essence of it the essence of it is probably true like i think there's a way to tell somebody hey we're in our home and your mom kind of came at me and that's not really appropriate but it just takes another level when you say things like strap on some fucking balls. Just yeah. say it a different way, Zayn Malik. Anyway. This sounds um, uh, messy. He pleaded no contest. So what do you think? Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> I, I think that's pretty clear. Oh, this is the Zayn Malik podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you to our sponsor, Revelator Coffee. And thank you to Boutwell Studios, as always. Are you Zane or are you Yolanda? I'm Yolanda because of all the all mental right. anguish well, she caused me I gotta get out of here. I gotta push time. your ass into a dresser. Sidewalkfest.com or at Sidewalk Film on social media. Come see a movie with us at the cinema. We're Corey, showing a lot of good stuff. Strap on some balls and get the fuck out of my house. All right, I'm on the way. I'm, I'm a fucking Dutch slut. You Dutch slut. Boutwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.